The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. Good morning. You may be seated. It's been a couple of years since I've been here. I, I thought Pastor Tafari didn't love me anymore. He stopped calling me, stopped messaging me. I was like, wow, okay. That's how you do your brother. Okay. COVID. We blame everything on COVID these days, huh? Uh, I'm excited to be with you all on this morning. Uh, once again, my name is Pastor Mike Amy. Um, I've been here several times, so I'm not a stranger. I just never been on a stage. This looks great. Yeah, I was on the floor. And so this looks great. Um, just seeing how you've expanded and everything. And uh, me and Lady T, we stand in, in agreement with you and Pastor Chipo about your new building and everything. We know that's going to work out great. Um, so Pastor T's not teaching on today. I'm teaching so he can go ahead and take a nap and, you know, get a pillow. And I've got you. I get to end the series. Um, don't worry about a thing, right? Um, I want to start off. In Isaiah chapter 54, um, I want to kind of get us excited. Can we do that? Come on. Um, I'm in a position now in our church that we're really starting to release more people to do more things without me doing it. So I can be here on a, on a Sunday freely and not worry about what's going on back at home. Um, I've been away for four months at a time and the church was still standing. Uh, matter of fact, it grew, you know, so, so I, I love traveling now, you know, it's, it's free. And so, um, I've been in a, in a series of messages at our church talking about dominion. Uh, we're even starting a new series on dominion this morning back at home. Um, but I really believe that God wants us to advance the kingdom. And, and when we're talking about worry, I want to be able to show you where God wants us to be. I've always learned that if I can see the end at the beginning, then it makes the, 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 the issues, the turmoil easier to go through. Come on. Uh, because we're people of faith, so we don't, we don't lose the faith, right? We, we keep the faith. We keep pressing on with God. And, and so we're going to start off with this scripture. It's going to excite us, and then we're going to go to reality. Can we do that? Because we know life has reality, right? Life always has reality. Isaiah 54, verse 2, it says, Enlarge the place of your tent. Come on, we can shout about that, right? Yes. And let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the right and to the left. And your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Do not fear, for you will not be ashamed, neither be disgraced, for you will not be put to shame. For you will forget the shame of your youth and will not remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore. That's good, isn't it? That's good. That's good. Literally, when I break this down, it says, make room for more, build a firm foundation, have a takeover mentality, don't hold back. God has your back, right? But worry, doubt, and unbelief will kill that scripture. See, I got to bring this to reality. Worry, doubt, and unbelief will kill that 
scripture. So we have to deal with worry once and for all on today. We've got to kick it out. We've got to burn it and then burn it some more and then take the rubble that's been burnt, put it in some water, boil it until the water dissipates and then burn that again. Are you with me? We need to burn it to where worry can never ever come back. Here's the title of my message, Raising Worry. Raising worry. I love your facial expressions. They look so great. They look so awesome. Anybody, anybody want to raise worry up in here? Come on, raise your hand. By the end of this message, all your hands are going to go up. See, because when you hear the word raise, you heard R-A-I-S-E, to elevate, to exalt, to increase. But what I was saying is R. A Z E to demolish, to utterly destroy. See, see how powerful the English language is. See, the ability to define something is the ability to fulfill it, right? So now, who's ready to raise worry? Come on, yeah, to utterly destroy, to demolish, to tear down worry once and for all. We are going to demolish it, and the church says we are going to tear down worry, and the church says. We are going to raise worry. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 18 in the Passion Translation says this. It says, then you will be empowered to discover what every holy one experiences. The great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions. How deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love. How enduring and inclusive it is. Endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. Here we go. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will. Doesn't say he might. It says he will. He will what? He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest requests, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all. For his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Isn't that a good scripture? To be filled with his love, to be overwhelmed with his love, but then to see that he'll achieve infinitely more than your greatest request. See, God wants to exceed your request, but if you're afraid to request it, he can't exceed it. God wants to do something massive in your life, but if you don't believe it, he won't do it. See, God, he already wants to do something for you. You have to believe that he's the God that can do it. And the thing about worry is it becomes the kryptonite to our faith. It keeps us from accessing the promises of God. It keeps us from doing what God has called us to do. The one thing about worry is that it will keep you from a life of success. It will keep you from a life of victory. It will keep you from a life of overcoming. But if we decide to raise R-A-Z-E, worry once and for all, we will step into our wealthy place. We will live in a place of success. We will stay in a place of victory. I know it's too early. It's too early. It's too early. 
First John chapter five, verse four. In the contemporary English version, it says, every child of God can defeat the world. You see how we're working this thing? If you can see the scripture that proves you're already in victory, then worry doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You don't worry about a thing. Because he says, every child of God can defeat the world. Our faith is what gives us this victory. No one can defeat the world without having faith in Jesus as the Son of God. In the Message Bible, the title says it like this. It says, the power that brings the world to its knees. Do you know that as believers, it's our responsibility to bring the world to its knees? Do you know as a believer, it's our responsibility to be so resourced and so wealthy and so influential that the government looks to us to solve the problems? Are you hearing me? See, God never intended for us to be dependent on a government. He intended us to be dependent on him. And in order for us to be dependent on him, he needs people, get this people of faith who are willing to get into their wealthy place and advance the kingdom so that the government looks to us for the answers and the solutions. We no longer protest. We no longer look to the government to sort us out. We look at the church and the church can sort everybody out. There should be no more lack, no more insufficiencies in the church. And when we're talking about the church, we're talking about the people of God. The building is not the church. You are the church. Oh, okay. Well, well, well. Every God-begotten person conquers the world's way. The conquering power that brings the world to its knees is our faith. The person who wins out over the world's ways is simply the one who believes Jesus is the Son of God. Okay, you still don't believe me that we can raise Rory? Worry? Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Oh, Pastor, this is a lot of scripture. Don't play me. I know Pastor T goes over a lot more scripture <laughs> than this. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, it says, Whatever God has promised, get stamped with the yes of Jesus. That's the message version. Whatever God has promised, get stamped with the yes of Jesus. In him, this is what we preach and pray. The great amen. God's yes and our yes together, gloriously evident. This is what God is doing. He's waiting for your yes. His yes is already present. His yes is already there. He's waiting for your yes. See, we have to get in divine alignment with what heaven's doing. We have to get in divine alignment with where God is moving us. We're in the last days of the last days, and God wants the kingdom, his citizens, to advance. Everybody say advance. Now, now, the New King James Version says, for all the promises of God in him are yes and in him, amen. All the promises of God. All the promises of God. Here we go. If you don't know the promises of God, then you will worry. It's through the knowledge, 
And not just the knowledge, but the understanding, not just the understanding, but the proper application of the promises of God that you will win in every area of your life. That doesn't mean that you won't have some down days, doesn't mean that you won't have some bad days, but those bad days don't mean anything in comparison to what God is going to do in your life. Uh, I was watching this clip on Instagram, uh, and one of these guys, they lost uh, the NBA playoff game, and uh, their season was over. And so the, the, the reporter asked him, uh, said, uh, was this season a failure? And the guy got so frustrated. He was like, so wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I'm going to fast forward because it's the sake of time. He said Michael Jordan won six championships out of 12 years. So that means the other ones were failures? No. So we've got to stop looking at the one mistake as we're a failure. Because that one mistake is simply a blip in all that God is going to do in your life. Come on. Okay, COVID was three years. I get it, right? But if we look at the totality of the earth, that was simply a blip in time. So why are we giving so much focus on something that is like that to God? If, if, if you fall into sin, if you fall and make a mistake, if you can pick your, yourself back up again and move forward, God is like, let's keep going. Let's figure out how you missed it, how you missed the mark, how you made that mistake so we don't make it again, right? And let's move forward. We are the ones that want to keep putting the ashes back on us and the sackcloth and time, a sinner. Oh, I'm just a sinner. And he's like, no, you're the righteousness of God. You made a mistake. Get back up and let's keep advancing. Why? Because your voice matters. What if I told you success is guaranteed? Would you step out? What if I told you that you cannot lose? Would you really step out? What if I told you that your success, your victory was already sealed over 2,000 years ago on the cross? Would you really step out? I love how the latter part of 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 22 in the New King James, it says, um, Now he who establishes us with you in Christ has anointed us is God, who also has sealed us and given us the spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. As a guarantee. Does anybody purchase something that doesn't come with a guarantee? <laughs> right? Typically when you go buy a television, a car, something, you want a guarantee. And, 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 and when you have a guarantee on a thing, you're not worried. Because you have a guarantee. The person who guarantees it says that if this thing breaks in a year, two years, five years, however long the guarantee is, we will replace it and or fix it. So what does that mean? When you bring the TV home, you turn it on, you flip through the channels, maybe you even leave it on overnight. Why? Because I got a guarantee. <laughs> I'm not worried. If it breaks within the five years, I'm going to take it back. They're either going to fix it or they'll replace it. I got a guarantee. Right? Anybody got some stuff insured? You drive around differently when you got insurance. Come on. When you don't have insurance, you're very careful. When you do have insurance, you just drive. Why? Because I've got a guarantee. It's insured. You are insured. Your dreams are insured. Your desires are insured. 
Your dreams are guaranteed. Your desires are guaranteed. Therefore, don't worry about a thing. Raise worry now in the name of Jesus. I'm waiting for the second service. They're going to be louder. They're going to be louder. They're going to be louder. Satan's been defeated. The grave has been defeated. Death has been defeated. So then that means we as Christians, we win. As believers, we win. We win, period. We win, period. Where? Period. Every day, winning, period. All I do is win, no matter what. DJ Collins, he got that from the Bible. And we giving him all this money. We should be saying, where's the tithe? Man, let DJ Collie come get saved in my church. I will take that 10%. You understand me? I'll be all I do is win, 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 no matter. <laughs> and they stay there. Okay. What does that mean? Satan can't touch you. He can't touch you. I'm going to prove it through scripture, but he can't touch you. Now I feel like MC Hammer can't touch this. I would do the dance, but I don't want to mess up my shoes. <laughs> Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. You getting something? It says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about, get this, who went about doing who went about doing, who went about doing, who went about doing, who went about doing good. See, you can't do good if you don't do good. And healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So in order to raise worry, in order to utterly destroy worry, you're going to have to do something. Faith is acting on what you believe. Faith is not sitting on the sidelines. You can't be lazy and be in faith at the same time. Man, I, I've, I work my faith. My faith. My faith gets work 24 hours a day. Oh, no, my faith does not get any vacation. No time off. No coffee breaks, no tea breaks. All them breaks y'all be taking, my faith does not get those breaks. My faith is my servant. So I'm constantly sending it out to do something. Come on. And I can do this. Why? Because God is with me. God is with me. Um, when the pandemic hit, we didn't feel the effects of it. Shut down, move into a new building, raise a couple of million to remodel the building completely in the midst of the pandemic. Uh, my contractor got stuck in Kenya, so I became the contractor for the job. So I'm, 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 I'm wearing all these guys around and different things. And, we, 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 we re redo this building, we're in it for a year, then we start feeling the effects of COVID. People in the church were getting laid off left and right. So guess what, if you're not making any cash, what's 10% of zero? Zero, right? So the tithing, wait, no money. I'm sitting here like, man, we're in the largest building in the history of our church, 
massive building, massive rent bill, and everybody's getting laid off. OMG. <laughs> OML. Oh my Lord. What are we going to do? Because this bill is due, this bill is due. Come on. The bills did not recognize COVID. If anything, the bills accelerated in the midst of. And so, so we were getting behind on stuff. I'm like, man, this is crazy. This is ridiculous. What is this? I've never, never. Get this. The only way to combat that, that issue was to get bigger vision. <laughs> that makes no sense. Tithing's going down, and now you, you have the audacity, the, 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 the courage, the boldness to give a bigger vision. <laughs> Pastor, we stuck right here in this, this, this vision, and you're going to go bigger? So Holy Spirit was ministering to me, and I was talking with my spiritual father, Dr. Mike Freeman, and we were having conversation. I said, listen, um, this is what I'm going to do, because I was telling him everything that was going on. I said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cast this vision Holy Spirit gave me. And so one Sunday during offering message, I said, we're going to do something called Vision 23. Later we changed it to Project 23 so it wouldn't be confused with Vision Sunday. So we have Project 23. I said, by the year 2023, we want to give away 23 $10,000 bursaries. Okay. By the year 2023, we want to be able to pay off 23 families' debts by $5,000 million. People are like, hmm. <laughs> okay. By the year 2023, we want to be able to start giving away 23 cars to people who don't have cars. <laughs> okay. By 2023, we want to be finished with our Echo Center Phase 1 and Phase 2. <laughs> okay. And I said, by 2023, we want to buy a farm that will be able to feed 23 communities. Now, that one, people kind of looked at me like, you are really crazy. You are smoking something. You are a farm. In this economy, at this day and age, I said, yeah, we're going to do it. And I kept bringing it before them every year, bring every week, every week, every week. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. People looked at me fanatical, looked at me crazy. Some people left the church because he's like, this dude is crazy, right? <laughs> he is crazy. And that was two years ago. In January, we paid for a 20-hectare farm. Wow. The first month of 2023 and I wanted to call everybody that left and looked at me crazy just so I could say and now what and now and don't try to come back with some crazy if you come back you need to start over again from the bottom because clearly you don't have enough faith. oh man I'd be looking at him in the street like it's called Echo Farms I wear the shirt everywhere now look at, look at the logo I'd be sending them the videos uh-huh uh-huh uh-huh, you missed God on that one. <laughs> but get this, in the midst of worry, you're going to have to have some big vision. That's the only way to overcome. You got to have some big vision. You're going to have to have some big vision. Oh, you're going to have to have some big vision. Let me say it again. You're going to have to have some big vision. Woo, you're going to have to have a 20-hectare farm, and you can barely pay the rent for the church. What you talking about, Pastor? Man, my God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ever ask, think, or imagine. Amen. Yes, Lord. 
This is what's so crazy. Man, one of the guys in church, he believed in the vision. He said, Pastor, I found a piece of land. Let's go look at it. We went and looked at it. And I was like, oh, this is it. This is it. This is it. This is it right here. It's like an hour and a half outside the city. Perfect. Right? So then I'm like, how much is he? Tell me how much it is. I was like, okay, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. He was like, Pastor, yeah, I got the deposit. What? Okay. Okay, but I got to let Lady T come. She got to look at it and see it. She needs to feel it as well. Because if, if she doesn't feel it, then I can't feel it, even if I feel it. Come on, husbands. Right? You can feel it, but if the wife doesn't feel it, then feeling it by yourself isn't really feeling it. Right? It's just you're feeling the cold. Come on. All right. Come on. My wife isn't here, so I can say it, but maybe she'll watch this later. Okay. But, but, but so... So we went out, she looked at, oh man, this is, this is it, this is it. Now we had, we had signed a deed of sale. I signed it on my own name. So the church wasn't liable, okay? Signed a deed of sale. Didn't have all the money. But in the deed it says you have up to 24 months to pay it off. And I was like, I can do that. I can do it in 24 months. I, my faith is strong enough in 24 months I can do that. So I, I signed that deed in September of last year. Now, when we went to go look at the property, after signing the deed, we hadn't transferred the money. We, we, we came to the property to call to, to, to verify something. The lady said, oh, I'm sorry. We've already put that property under contract. You moved too slow. Now, mind you, we had already done the water study on that, on that piece of land to verify that there was water there. And, and so um, my guy was like, wow, they've, they've, they, they got another contract on it. We, we, we missed it. I said, no, 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 no. This is my land. This is my land. I call confusion to that deal now. Ten times confusion. My guy was looking at me crazy like, okay, Pastor, you, you got me with let's do the farm thing. But now this whole calling confusion to the deal, like, Pastor, it doesn't work that way. Yes, it does. I've claimed this land. God said it's mine. I call confusion to that deal now in the name of Jesus. Somewhere this contract is going to fall apart. They're not going to have the money. They're going to lose their account number. They're going to forget something. Confusion now and confuse that deal now in the name of Jesus. When we call in the next hour, they're going to tell us that we can have that property. And so he called in the next hour. What they say? Somehow the deal fell through. You can have it. Oh, he looked at me like, oh, this is my, this is my pastor right there. That's my pastor right there because he ain't worried about a thing because I was created to raise worry. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. So he said, man, I don't, he looked bewildered like, man, I don't know what confusion happened, but the deal fell through. I signed that deed of sale. We sent the deposit, right? And, and then they were like, okay, we just need the rest of the money. And then that was September, January. We get the rest of the money. Send it to the lawyer's account. Call the, the real estate agent. Run me my property. Give me my land. Give me my 20 hectares. See, in the States, they were believing for 40 hectares, for, uh, 40 acres and a mule. I got 50. <laughs> Faith. Over fear. Worry. Doubt. Unbelief. Means nothing to me. Oh, pastor's going to cost X amount of dollars to clear the land. Guess what? Someone paid the money to clear the land. It's going to cost X amount of dollars to get uh, two boreholes. Guess what? Someone paid for the two boreholes. And so we went to drill the first borehole, 
and they sent me the water report that it was it's able to push out 8,100 liters of water per hour. I'm about to start my own water company. <laughs> oh, you think I'm playing? I already got the logo and everything. I already got the design and everything. It's like, let's go. Let's go. Why? Because God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all. I was just going to farm some land. And then now I got a water company. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Get like me. Come on. Get like me. Let's do this together. And so they did a, they did a, 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 a real quick study on high-yielding crops, how much we can make per month. And I was like, are you kidding me? I can make that much a month just off of that amount of crops? What? So now it's like, okay, with that amount of money coming in per month, Henry, Pastor Henry, per month, I'm like, we can resource any project in the kingdom. That's what it's all about. Now I just call up pastors. Hey, what you doing? I'm believing God to do this. Here, here's the money. Let's do it. That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to advance the kingdom. See, you think one thing, and then God's got 50 million things of the one thought that you have. I just thought, get a piece of land. God says, no, you're going to get a piece of land. You're going to be able to farm it. You're going to be able to sell some water, and we're going to build a lodge. Oh, man, I'm going to give me some giraffes. I'm trying to give me one zebra. You know what I mean? It's, I'm going to have a little mini safari. Oh, man. I done already told them, build me pride rock at the entrance. I want a little monkey that comes out with a lion. And then, and then they say, I'm just saying. And I tell all the Americans, come to my lodge, right? Come to my lodge. So, so, so that's what. <laughs> you think I'm playing. Already got the logo for that one. You know what I'm saying? It's done. It's done, homie. It's done. I promise you, it's done. I ain't worried about a thing. You understand me? Especially with all that money's going to be coming in, I will really be sleeping like a baby. Because God is with me. How much time I got? 20, 20 hours? Okay, let's go. First John chapter three, verse eight. You getting something? Lord, how will I do this second service? Because I'm too excited. First John chapter three, verse eight. It says, he who sins is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. This is what I want to get to. For this purpose, the son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. The purpose of Jesus coming was to destroy the works of the devil. To loosen what has been fastened or to loosen that which has bound you. So the whole point is that the works of Satan have been destroyed past tense. Yes, so now if the works of Satan have been destroyed past tense, then what are you worried about? Right. If, if they've been destroyed past tense, what are you worried about? about okay hebrews chapter 2 verse 14 if you have an iphone you can get there real quick if you have a who are we you've lost your identity who are we who are we why do you have to ask if you know what your brand is why are you asking who are we and if you have a samsung it's past tense it's old technology samsung past tense 
has any has anybody has anybody had any apples or apple juice the last couple of days? Come on, raise your hand. See, future forward. You're always using it. And as much then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. You have been released. You have been released. Go there for. Last one, Colossians chapter 2, verse 15. I might leave a little change on the clock, Pastor T. It says, it says this, Colossians chapter 2, verse 15, New Living Translation. It says, in this way, get this, y'all, in this way, he disarmed, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. So if you've been shamed publicly, if you've been disarmed, that means you can't do anything to me. Come on. If you've been disarmed, meaning you had a gun, you had a knife, and you've been disarmed. And not only disarmed, but you've been made a public spectacle. You've been shamed publicly. If you've been shamed publicly, that means everyone looks at you differently. Oh, that's the guy that was shamed public. Man, they had him up on that hill. They were laughing at him. And oh man, that's the guy. Look at his reel. Look at that little clip. You know, come on, we're in that day and age. But you, it, Satan has been shamed publicly. So then why aren't we walking full of faith, executing kingdom business? I'm going to walk into my workplace on Tuesday. Come on, somebody. I know it's a holiday tomorrow. I'm going walk to my, my, walk into my workplace on Tuesday with my head up high. And I take authority over any confusion in this office now in the name of Jesus. I'm a victor in this office in the name of Jesus. My boss will recognize my value in Christ Jesus in the name of Jesus. You're going to win in every area of your life as long as you choose to raise worry to utterly destroy, to demolish worry. Okay, here we go. Let's go back to Isaiah 54. Now we can read it differently because we understand that worry has been defeated. Come on. Worry has been utterly destroyed. Worry has been demolished. Here we go. Let's read it again. It says, clear lots of ground for your tents. Why? Because I'm worried about nothing. I'm not worried about a thing. So I'm going to clear lots of ground for your tents, from my tents. Come on, the church says. Amen. This isn't just fiction. This Bible isn't a fictional book. It is a, a, a true book. It is, not, it is true. It is living. It is powerful. Are you with me? I've been living by faith all my life. I just turned 40. I've been living by faith for 40 years. My parents believed God to have me because they kept having miscarriages before me. And Dr. Price prayed for them and got in faith with them for me. Come on. So I've been living by faith. All, that's all I know how to do. So whenever I'm faced with a problem, whenever I'm faced with an issue, I'm, like, I'm going to put my faith on that thing and I'm going to go to sleep. Come on. 
So it's clear lots of grounds for your, for your tents. Make your tents large. Spread out, because I'm worried about nothing. Think big. Use plenty of rope. Drive the tent pegs down. See, the bigger it is, the deeper the foundation you need. The bigger your vision, the deeper the foundation you need. My mom was like, oh, you know, you've got a lot of uh, 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 irons in the fire. But guess what? I got a lot of people working those irons. Uh, got a whole project team that's running the farm. All I do is go up there just to say, take a look and to do some video recording. I can't wait to get some spinach. <laughs> we'll get some spinach. I'm going to be the Popeye, the sailor. Okay, fine. It says, you're going to need lots of elbow room. Come on, Pastor T, you're going to need lots of elbow room for that new building. For your growing family. You're going to take over whole nations. You're going to resettle abandoned cities. Come on, God has cities in mind for you. Your business is going to be in several cities. Your, your business is going to be in several nations. People are going to come to you to, to, to get results and to get understanding and to learn. People are going to come sit at your feet. Don't be afraid. You're not going to be embarrassed. People looked at me like, you're going to be embarrassed by 2023, and I'm not embarrassed. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. Worry will cause you to hold back, but when you destroy, utterly demolish worry, then you don't hold back. You're, going, you're not going to come up short. You'll forget all about the humiliations of your youth. What happened back in the day will mean nothing anymore. And the indignities of being a widow will fade from your memory. For your maker is your bridegroom, his name, God of the angel armies. Your redeemer is the holy of Israel, known as God of the whole earth. Make room for more. Build a firm foundation. Have a takeover mentality. Do you understand what that means to have a takeover mentality? That means wherever you go, you take over. You, you have a dominating uh, 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 persona about you that when I show up, I'm always in charge. I'm a boss. I'm not a servant. I'm a boss, right? I'm a boss that can serve. And I know how to serve well. Don't hold back. Get this. God has your back. So what does that mean? Let's keep raising worry. Let's keep utterly demolishing, utterly destroying worry. A.K.A. don't worry about a thing. Father God, I thank you and I praise you for everyone here present. Lord, help uh, us, all of us, to continue to live the way you've called us to live. Lord, I ask you to expand vision on today. Cause us to see bigger, cause us to see greater, cause us to see further than we've seen before. 
Lord, I surrender all to you. Lord, we surrender all to you. Those dreams, those visions, Lord, we know you'll expand them. You'll duplicate them. You'll make them bigger. Satan, you're defeated. You're bound. You're broken. We serve you. Notice that you cannot, you will not keep us from living the good life. From living the God kind of life. So, Lord, I thank you for those who don't know you, that when I give an invitation, that they will respond. In Jesus' name. If you don't know Jesus, if you've never been born again, if you've never made him Lord of your life, if you never confessed with your mouth and believed with your heart, I want to simply give you an opportunity right now. Being born again, being saved is important. That's the only way that you can really overcome worry surrendering all to him and so if that's you if you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life when I count to three I just want you to raise your hands up I don't want to take this for granted here we go one lasting difference two with Jesus three remarkable life anybody by the uplifted hand anybody all by the uplifted hand we hope this message has been a blessing to you thank you for listening To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today.